Let's start with a question. What is today? Easter Sunday, good. There were some clues on the way in, weren't there? We had the cross at the door. And someone else, who was someone else shouted out? Easter Sunday, what else was it? Another one. April Fool's Day, isn't it? What a coincidence. April Fool's Day, Easter Sunday. We're going to think about both of those today. Let's start with April Fool's Day. Has anyone played a repeatable April Fool's trick this morning? Or have one played on them? Oh, at the back. What's happened this morning in the Fouch household? Yes. Did you hear that? They sent their children on a chocolate Easter egg hunt on Easter Sunday morning. They searched for half an hour and there were no hidden chocolates. Oh. Any more? One more. Anyone got another another Okay, can you think of another, another April Fool where, where you played a good trick, where you think it's, you're proud enough of it, as obviously they are? Uh, pr- a lady convinced the doctor on the 1st of April that she'd given birth to bunny rabbits. Is it believable? Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, I've got, in my head I've got to think how I link to my next frames. Um, sometimes when you have an April Fool's joke, the credit, the credibility of it depends on who's saying it. If you've got someone that's a natural joker, then you don't trust anything they say. But if you've got someone with authority that's telling you something, then you might fall for it. As happened years and years ago, as you'll see from the black and white, when the BBC did something. sound. It's resulted in an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop. There's always the chance of a late frost, which, while not entirely ruining the crop, generally impairs the flavour. But now these dangers are over, and the spaghetti harvest goes forward. We may laugh about it now, but apparently at the time people were saying, ooh, my own spaghetti tree. They fell for it because the BBC are trustworthy. And yet the BBC can still play a trick on April 4th. Now the problem is, because we know that happens, we've got an issue with the next slide, which is, can we trust anything that we hear today? Today of all days, if you turn the news on or read your newspapers on a Sunday morning, can you trust anything? Because anyone could try an April Fool's joke. We need to think carefully about unbelievable things that happen on this day as to whether they're true or not. For example, did you know that today, the 1st of April 2018, 
is the 100th anniversary of the birth of the Royal Air Force. It's not an April Fool's joke. Why did they choose the 1st of April? Well, in the middle of a war, the military people weren't thinking, oh, they might not take us seriously. They probably thought, first day of the month, nice tidy place to start, 1st of April, we'll start then. And the, and the, uh, the Royal Flying Corps and the Naval Air Corps came together and made the Royal Air Force exactly 100 years today. Right, uh, next one. What about this one? This is one for Richard. I'll read it in case you can't see it. Cats, apparently, are amenable to classical music. A study in the Journal of Feline Medicine and Surgery found that cats hate heavy metal. They're indifferent to pop, but are fond of classical music. Twelve cats under anaesthetic and wearing headphones were exposed to the three genres of music for two minutes at a time. Those listening to classical appeared calmer, breathing more slowly and with smaller pupils. Miguel Carrera from the University of Lisbon said the cats were especially partial to the music of George Handel. That was in the Times, published one, I don't know what year it was, but it was published on the 1st of April, and it's true. True, they took some cats, put headphones on them, and played classical music to them. And they relaxed. Okay, now for something even more unbelievable. Someone died, executed, in public, seen to die, buried, on a Friday, and on the Sunday morning, was seen to be alive again. Believable? Or an April Fool's joke? We're going to think about that after our next worship. Let's stand.
Please say. <coughs> Amazing love. Amazing being the word. Can we believe it? It's so great. If it's true, it's so brilliant for us. So life-changing. Can we believe it? I went through that question myself as an adult when I was working through the exploration of Christianity. I could believe that what was written in the Bible could be trusted. I could believe there was a man who really lived. I could believe that the things he said were great. They made sense. They gave peace. I could believe that he was turned over to the authorities, betrayed, tried, executed, died, buried. I could believe all of that. But someone, anyone, coming back from the dead, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was stuck until a friend lent me this book. Who moved the stone? You can see it says, a sceptic looks at the death and resurrection of Christ. A non-Christian who said, I'm fed up with these silly people fooling themselves. He was a lawyer. I'm going to show them using their own material that what they're saying is silly. There's a much more sensible explanation for all this than someone coming back from the dead. So he sat there with his lawyer's mind, he looked at all the Gospels, he looked at the, he looked at the, the eyewitness accounts given by the Gospel writers. The first chapter of his book was entitled, The Book That Refused to Be Written. Because in reading all the material, this lawyer convinced himself that we are right. There is no other sensible, believable, credible explanation for the, for the history of that last week and the news of the Sunday of Christ's resurrection, that he really somehow, unbelievably, amazingly, somehow, he came back to life. Somewhere in my study, there's a copy of that book. If you haven't got one and you want to read it, come and ask me and I'll go and find it for you. If I haven't got one, I'll buy it for you. It was life-changing. I suddenly realised that all I had to do was believe there was something big. If God created everything, well, if God created everything, of course he can bring someone back to life. That's nothing compared with creating the whole universe. Suddenly it became completely sensible. It really happened. And the guys on the road to Emmaus went through the same experience. They watched him. They had a privilege we never have on earth. They stood there. They saw him. They heard him. They saw him doing his miracles. They heard him promise what he would do. And they saw him led to the cross. They saw him hanging there. They saw him die. They saw him taken down and taken away for burial. And they gave up. We were wrong. It's all finished. Let's put ourselves in that frame of mind for a minute using a different analogy. Imagine, and you may not be a football supporter, but imagine you are, or just to any sport, if you like any sport, 
Your team, last match of the season, if they win this, they win whatever, the championship, the World Cup, whatever it is, they, they're going to win. Five minutes to go before the final whistle blows and we're using, we're using a football, the opposition scores a goal and it's 2-0. 2-0 against you. Next picture, I think. Oh. Um, we'll come back. Can we go forward and come back? That's an important one, but I'll come back to it. There we are. Um, you're 2-0 down. Ah! Five minutes to go. There's no way. No way this is going to work. You might as well go home. And mine. You might as well go home. I thought about putting Gillingham up instead, but I'll tell you why I didn't in a minute. Um, Two nil down. We might as well go. We might as well get out before the crowds, get the car, get out of the car park before it gets busy. So imagine we've got out of our seats, we're walking up, we've gone through the entrance, we're going down through all the stairs, and suddenly, in the background, we hear a roar. Can I hear a roar? Good, because that's Arsenal scoring. We're only 2-1 down now, but we think, oh, it's... There's only about three minutes. There's no way. It's not worth it. We'll keep going. So we get down to the bottom. Just let go through the turnstiles. And we hear another roar. <laughs> They've equalised. Two all. And we think, <gasps> no, no. It, can't. it must be extra time by now. There's no way. No way they can do it. But we don't go out. We hang around. Because we think, who knows? It might. It might. And then, three minutes into extra time, we hear. <laughs> we did it. We scored. That's why Gillingham's not up there. Because we never get a picture of them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they always lose. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yes, hooray! Hooray, our team. And sorry if you're a Tottenham supporter and you had to cheer for Arsenal, but um, just in case you did, here's one we can all, well, most of us can, if not on a team scale, on a national scale. Now then, yes. Okay, the referee looks at his watch. Any second now, it will all be over. 30 seconds by our watch and the Germans are going down and they can hardly get up. It's all over, I think. No, it's... And here comes Hurst, he's got some people around the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. Look at those smiles. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. It must be one of the most famous classic quotes on telly. We can smile. Did your hearts not burn within you as her scored that goal? Unless you're German, of course. <laughs> it was a great moment, and unfortunately it was... Well, it's black and white. It's over 50 years ago. Can we go back to that picture of the icebreaker? This is an important one, and in a way, it's better that this is after... I don't want you to go away thinking about England winning the World Cup. I want you to go away thinking about this image. Because I've been careful, I think, not to say that today Jesus came back to life. Because he didn't come back back to life. Lazarus 
came back to life and grew up and got old and crotchety and hopefully died peacefully in his sleep. But he still died again. Jesus did not come back to life. Jesus died, went through death and out the other side. We, using this image, are like little wooden fishing vessels. We live our lives on that choppy sea and eventually we come up against the pack ice. And when we hit the pack ice, we are crushed and we sink. There's no way through it. Death is death. Our only hope of something good happening afterwards is the cross, the empty cross. Christ died on the cross, not so that we can be sad. He died on the cross to give us life. That icebreaker hits the ice, doesn't sink, but smashes into it, smashes through it, and leaves a narrow but clear passage behind it, out to the clear sea on the other side. And all those small fishing vessels, if they're careful, and if they watch where they're going, can enter that channel, pass along it, and come out the other side. Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus said, follow me. Follow me through life, Follow me into death, follow me through death, follow me out of death into new life. That's the good news of Easter Day. That's why we can celebrate. And if we can go to the next football image, I think it's the last one. We keep going. No, it is all over. That's it, this one. We have a choice. Do we see ourselves as losers or victors? You could look at this picture and say, on the left is Easter, is um, Good Friday. But remember, Good Friday is called Good Friday. It's not called Bad Friday. It's not called Tragic Friday. It's not called Sad Friday. It's called Good Friday. Because it's good that Jesus died on the cross because... If he hadn't, then he couldn't have gone on to new life. Not come back to life, gone on to new life. Today, Easter Sunday would not have happened without Good Friday. We have to hold the two in context. But we shouldn't be Good Friday Christians, always thinking about the death. We should be Easter Sunday Christians, celebrating the triumph, celebrating the fact that that break through the ice has been made and we now have a channel through to eternal life. If we celebrate, if we think and concentrate on the good news of today, then we can say, and you can join in with me, with this, as we said earlier, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia. Either.